0: here we go this is michael and dana here for the first episode of the love like this
1: podcast merry christmas everybody
0: and happy new year one of the things we wanted to do was start podcasting, start kind of sharing our story and some other ideas that we've had in the queue for a couple four years. yeah, it's been a while.
1: <laughs> the queue has been kind of like stopped up.
0: yeah, we've been extremely busy with moves with oh my goodness, so much family stuff. We'll talk about that over
1: work stuff.
0: Yeah, Our lives have changed dramatically since we were really actively involved in uh, blogging and in the social media space And so this is kind of a reboot and a kind of welcome back and a catch up And so uh, I wanted to interview Dana for the first of what I anticipate to be a dozen or so podcast episodes with some people who have some interesting stories to share.
1: Feeling kind of nervous being on the other side of being interviewed.
0: <laughs> we do have a very high tech studio here, it's <laughs> our kitchen table. And um, Dana, for those of you who don't know, Dana, well, tell us a little bit about what your career has been and what you do now, Dana.
1: Well, I have been a television news producer for about 18, going on 19 years, and so I have definitely recorded audio in some strange places and picked up some tricks along the way, such as using a blanket over top of our hardwood table so the sound won't bounce as much.
0: And if you heard that as she rubbed her hands across the blanket, it (laughs) went, that's really (laughs) nice. It's a, uh, yeah, that's great.
1: That's what we call gnat sound, natural <laughs> sound.
0: And you might get a little more gnat sound because, again, um, our other member of the family is Brokaw. He's our puggle.
1: Yep, he is sleeping right now, but as soon as a pedestrian goes by our apartment window, he will be on alert. So just know that's coming.
0: Or if you hear something that sounds like sawing logs... That's him too.
1: <laughs> That's him. That's what I woke up to this morning actually. That's yeah, it was quite loud, shaking the bed violently.
0: It wouldn't be the first time that Dana has had um professional audio or semi-professional audio in this case interrupted by a snoring dog, would it?
1: No, actually one time I was on the campaign trail in 2010 with David Brody and we were interviewing this woman who was a tea party organizer and she had about an 80 pound chocolate lab who was sitting at her feet. He didn't want to get Far away from her during the interview and so he was sitting at her feet and I saw him starting to get more and more comfortable and I was standing behind the camera keeping track of the time that we had spent during doing the interview and the order of the questions that David was going in that was my role as the field producer and I saw the dog fall asleep and I thought it is coming. The sound of the snoring is coming, and um he did start like full throttle snoring at one point, so I crawled underneath the camera shot and uh kicked him to wake him up.
0: <laughs> by the way, no pets were actually harmed in the recording of <laughs> no. this audio or that one
1: no yeah i've uh I've kicked dogs, I've held babies um you know you do what you gotta do to get the get the interview done right
0: that's it. And so she may be kicking me under the table if the interview starts to go awry. We'll see. (laughs) Not that that would um, do much good. Yeah, I was going to
1: say, I'd have to high kick you in the face in order for you to feel it. I don't think I have that (laughs) flexibility currently. Currently.
0: (laughs) Going back to the cheerleader days. Yeah,
1: that's kind of from the archives.
0: We have, um, like I said, we've been very busy about... Four years ago was when we were last really active as, um, in the blogging social media sphere. Um, Dana, would you like to tell folks, um, where we ended up about four years ago and how your life kind of changed direction and how your energy got poured into your, um, professional life?
1: sure um okay so it was almost exactly four years ago that we left washington dc and moved to virginia beach and i moved i was at um the christian broadcasting network and the washington bureau and i went back into local television news which was kind of my professional roots um, back to wavy tv 10 as an executive producer but the biggest reason for that move actually wasn't professionally it wasn't a profession it wasn't Motivated by my profession. It was motivated by my desire for us to start a family. And so what I saw was this perfect opportunity to um, kind of go back home to where I'm from and where my family lives. Um, I thought we would be able to live a little more comfortably financially because Washington is so expensive and I was going to be making about about the same amount of money, but living somewhere that the cost of living was lower, and I thought, we'll go there, and I'll just kind of, like, chill professionally. I've checked pretty much everything off of my professional bucket list. At this point, I'm really happy. I don't need to cover another four years of President Obama, and, um, thought that we would go there and start a family, and it didn't really work out exactly as I had planned. Um... I was just looking back at my Facebook memories Um, today. It's Christmas, you know, and uh, I saw on my Facebook memories, I don't remember the year. I want to say it was probably four years ago, so let's say, I'm checking myself, let's say it was 2013, and I had received, I believe it was from you, babe, um, this book, Kindle book um, by Sheryl Sandberg, Lean In. I'm scrolling through my phone right now, trying to make sure I have my dates, right? 2014. So maybe we've really only been gone three years, not four. Oh. Um, Because I think when we were first in Virginia Beach, I was actually still really active with writing. In fact, that was where I was working on my book. Oh. was when we were in Virginia Beach. Right. But then I read Lean In and I thought, why am I sacrificing all of my professional potential just on the hopes of one day having a family? Because... One of the points that Cheryl Sandberg makes is like women um, sacrifice their professional dreams for what may happen someday in their family goals. And so why not spend all of the years right up until that time going full at it in your career? And I started to have this thought of like, well, maybe maybe I could grow even further or maybe I don't have to have one or the other maybe there's a way, maybe there's a path that I could, you know, really grow into leadership professionally and also be a wife and a mom. And um, anyway, I I forgot what I was saying. Well, as Dana turns down the
0: game just a little bit, I'm still learning this. We were going toward the direction of what led us out of this way. So you were going as toward your professional Space and our goals changing, our life goals changing. And so as you began to pour more of your energy into the professional life, not only did... Well, we did get the book published. We did accomplish a few things there. You were active with some um, women in the the alum community.
1: Yeah, I was. And I was still... I mean, I just... As I was looking back at my phone and remembering that it was really 2013, not 2012. Mm-hmm. That 20, 2013, and I think that whole year, I still was really still in that creative space. I was still writing regularly. I had a writing coach at one point. I was working towards a book proposal, um, towards getting an agent, that kind of thing. And I remember all of that seeming possible, like it was pretty close, but... Um, but then I had an opportunity professionally that I just didn't feel like I could turn down, and I remember tabling all of the work I had done that at that point on the book, like book to be published. Like we did an ebook together, but I'm talking about a like an actual book through a traditional publisher. Um, and I I had worked on that quite extensively with um, a writing coach named Chad Allen, um, and some had some pretty good support, um, and that was looking like it was actually possible. And that still is a life goal. It still is a big dream of mine to, to publish a book. But I remember, um, my dad getting really sick. That happened the day after Christmas that year. Um, and also then, um, you know, having the opportunity through a company merger, um, to really rise up in leadership and move from kind of being a mid level manager to being a senior level manager, and I didn't want to miss that opportunity.
0: And so that took us to Myrtle Beach.
1: Myrtle Beach, y'all. Yeah, we moved to random Myrtle Beach, South Carolina. And um, I had, I suddenly had this um, opportunity to. Not so much create a newsroom from scratch, but really kind of make it my own. And I remember I had this dream of creating this teaching newsroom that would be full of um, young journalists. Most of them, this was their first job right out of school, um, mixed with some seasoned journalists who had been there for a while. And just working really hard on this dream ecosystem of a newsroom where the veterans would train the newbies and the newbies would train the veterans. And it would be this just, you know, journalism utopia.
0: We expected to be there closer to five years and it turned out to be almost two years
1: yeah it was about two years which i believe it or not and i don't know if you if i've ever told you this babe but did you know the average life expectancy of a local news director is two years man (laughs) so i was a little below average sadly (laughs) it's not really my m.o but um but yeah so it was just about two years and again it was another opportunity that i didn't seek out and that i didn't see coming um it it was just me getting back in touch with my my old friends at CBN and my old boss and texted him on election night because I was watching their coverage of the um, election the night that Trump won. And I was just really impressed with what they were doing because when I had left there four years before that, I just never would have imagined that they would be able to pull off the kind of live breaking news coverage that I was watching them do on social media. And so I got back in touch with them to just say, you know, good job. That was really great. And, and I was kind of half-heartedly joking when I was like, let me know if you ever need a bureau chief. And I remember um, Rob was like, don't joke with me. <laughs> like, don't say that unless you actually mean it. And I'm like, mm. oh, okay. Okay. Um, so boom, here we are.
0: And so that was almost exactly one year ago.
1: Yeah. Yeah. We, um, I started January 9th here. Um, and I, I think my last day in Myrtle beach was like January 6th. There was no time in between.
0: And now we are, um, looking ahead. We're wrapping up 2017 going into 2018 and in the last couple minutes, we do have some great goals um, to get back involved in um, in the creative space.
1: Is that a question?
0: <laughs> That's what we call a lead. <laughs> That's an invitation for you to do what you want with it.
1: Um, yeah i I am eager to get back in the creative space. I feel you know very recently that my brain has come back alive. I think that. It has just been um, kind of, uh, I don't want to be overly dramatic, but pretty painful last couple Mm -hmm. of years. Just infertility and loss and losing my dad and things like that. And I think I just really didn't have the mental capacity to be creative and to... um, I mean, I think about. I think the thing about creativity is like, if you're doing it for yourself, then you have the energy for it. But I think that if you're doing something creative to serve other people, that that takes energy, and that was where I didn't have the energy because I never stopped writing. I have journals upon journals where I poured my heart out and wrote things and learned things and grew spiritually and all that. I just didn't have the space to give to anybody else, and that's where I feel like the light is kind of coming back on now. So what does what does that look like exactly? I don't know. Maybe it looks like this with us sitting at our kitchen table with a microphone on top of a blanket.
0: Well, we have (laughs) an entire podcast worth of more information about things that are coming for Dana and me in our personal life. And um, we're eager to share that with you guys. And um, so down the road, we'll have her back on and we will share that. Or maybe I'll hop on and we'll do something on her social media platform but until then thank you so much for listening we're back